JS TV is now on the air. Saturday night at the movies. Kiss meets the Phantom. This is Kiss. Each sold separately, and you can put them in any crazy pose you want. Each 12 and a half inch figure sold separately by Mego. Kiss. The incredible, outrageous rock group wants you to kiss your face. Introducing Kiss Your Face Makeup. Just like the makeup worn by Gene, Paul, Peter, or Ace. Kiss Your Face Makeup has all the equipment you need. Professional makeup, brushes, and cream remover with makeup diagrams so you can look like Gene, look like Paul, look like Peter, or look like Ace. So kiss, kiss, kiss your face, and get your act together. Kiss Your Face Makeup is from Remco. Yeah. Something uh, here is the hoax of the of the year, and it's not so funny to the person uh, upon whom this hoax or this imposter uh, introduced himself. Let me show you what we're talking about here. Roll this tape, Brian. Here's a look at the superstar rock band Kiss in its heyday. They had more than 50 gold and platinum albums. You'll recall uh, records. One of them, Kiss Alive, went double platinum. They played uh, to millions of fans in countries all over the world, outsold the Beatles in Tokyo. Their fan club was called the Kiss Army, and to this day, there are Kiss conventions where Kiss memorabilia is bartered and sold. This is Peter Chris, the former drummer for Kiss. Or is he? Here is the real Peter Chris. He won a People's Choice Award for this song, Beth. It is arguably one of the most popular songs ever released by KISS. Peter left the band in 1981. He married, started a family, and was living quietly in California, writing his autobiography and planning a musical comeback. Living quietly, that is, until about three weeks ago. Is this Peter Chris? He sold a story to the star, the tabloid four weeks ago for $500 and two nights at a motel in California. He claimed he was now homeless and alcoholic, a bum. The headline, Kiss Star Hits the Skids. There's only one problem with all this. He's not the real Peter Chris. He's never even met him. This woman reads about it in the Star Claims to have had a relationship with the real Peter Chris, a uh, Peter Kiss, Chris in the early days of Kiss. <laughs> Reads he's in the gutter, frantically calls for eight hours trying to find her old boyfriend, gets in touch with him, flies him to Boston, where he, in transit, is thrown off the plane, this guy, in Chicago for drunkenness, 
gets to Boston late, her heart is pounding, he turns around, it's not Peter Chris. And he has been living with this young woman and her mother in Boston for the last several weeks, during which time he has not had a drink or put anything funny in his nose or his mouth. Now listen. I don't do drugs, so I've got no friends. Hey, Paul! I don't get invited to any parties, women, Ignore me. I don't even have a real job. Yeah, I've heard some people say drugs are cool, but they are wrong. Some of them are dead wrong. Drugs are great. Drugs make me strong. Drugs make me smart. Drugs make me feel good. Drugs make me cool. You believe that crap? Huh? You believe all that stuff they're handing you about drugs? You want to believe in something? How about yourself? Don't do drugs. Anger. Come on, come on. The Kiss concerts fire the kids' imagination. But it's the marketing spin-offs that make the big money, like the pinball machines, that so far have grossed more than $80 million. <laughs> Certainly from the beginning, we all realized that uh, because they're superhero characters, that we would like to have certain merchandise that would prove uh, what they are and hopefully people could have fun with and so forth they've recorded. 11 out of 15 albums have gone platinum. They are known for the incredible illusions and theatrics during their performances. The drummer goes 30 feet up in the air and turns around. The bass player grunts, groans, flies 40 feet up in the air and spits blood. The lead guitarist sets off fireworks and smoke illusions and blows up his guitar. And the rhythm guitarist crashes his own guitar into eensy, beensy, teeny tiny pieces and he passes them out to the audience at the end of the, of the concert and the audience takes them home and trades them for food. KISS is best known, however, for their mythical personas on stage. The wild makeup, the spectacular costumes, the superheroic posture, and they're all here tonight. The KISS phenomena does not stop with sound. There are KISS games, lunchboxes, toys, pinball machines, and soon to come is KISS World, a traveling amusement park. It all adds up to an incredible organization with millions of dollars and millions of fans, and here they are. tell you something these four young men walked in here this afternoon about what three hours ago four hours ago carrying eight enormous sacks filled with all their outfits their shoes and their chokers and their capes and their jewels and their paraphernalia and their makeup and I cannot believe that they would spend all this time because they're not going to perform here tonight all but rather get into themselves as we like to do or get people into themselves so that they did this for us and i'm so appreciative of this and they'll all be out here in just a second individually they are gene simmons the bass player peter chris the drummer paul stanley the guitarist and ace freely the lead guitarist and they're here this evening to help us celebrate halloween and kiss will join us in just a moment a little bit later on tonight, we have Miss Dorothy Dietrich, who uh, bills herself as America's leading female escape artist and magician. Now, I've seen a lot of female escape artistry in my time, but I understand that Dorothy is awfully good at this. Uh, 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 uh.
Here's what's not so funny. Peter, Peter, Chris, the real Peter, Chris, who's well married, raising his eight-year-old daughter in Redondo Beach, California, has at the very same time all this is happening, flown to his mother's dying bedside in New York. This is like in the past several weeks. His mother dies, and at the funeral, Peter, uh, people are coming up and saying, how are you, how are you? And he has no idea what, this, what they're talking about until he reads the star about not only a guy who is posing as him, but the star is writing that he beats his kids, that he's, in the, that he's a bum, all of which is absolutely untrue. He's also got to explain to his wife, who is this woman calling from Boston? This imposter and the real Peter Chris have never met until today. Anger. All right, come on. The Kiss concerts fire the kids' imagination, but it's the marketing spin-offs that make the big money, like the pinball machines that so far have grossed more than $80 million. Who's making love to your lady? Certainly from the beginning, we all realized that uh, because they're superhero characters, that we would like to have certain merchandise that would prove uh, what they are and hopefully people could have fun with and so forth. Gene Simmons, Peter Chris, Paul Stanley, Ace Frehley, Kiss. Rock and roll over. Rock and roll over. Casablanca records and tapes. Kiss. Rock and roll over. A full-color Kiss history book and a Kiss surprise. Kiss Alive 2 from Casablanca Record and Filmworks. The Kiss Double Platinum Album, a tribute unprecedented in music history. Here's Neil Bogart. For the success story of the decade, Casablanca honors Kiss with Double Platinum. Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Peter Chris and Ace Frehley. 20 double platinum songs remixed and brand new Strutter 78. Kiss double platinum. someone but it's not kiss yes my fiance Sam he was taking pictures of you there are dozens of photographers out there how could anyone ever he was here this is ridiculous <laughs> Sam's still in the park 
Now, here are the remarkable members of KISS. And first of all, Mr. Uh, Gene Simmons, who is the bass player, <laughs> who is the bass player. Uh, Mr. Peter Chris, who is the drummer. Mr. Paul Stanley, who is the guitarist. And Ace Frehley, who is the lead guitarist. I'm not the lead I'm the trout player. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell how this started, you know, because uh, Gene came in and he said, I didn't know I played bass. And I said, well, I see Aykroyd on Saturday Night Live with the, with the bass fish, and then you say the trout player. I have to excuse him. Bass, bass. Yeah, bass. Been called bass, many things, but not bass. bass. Never a bass player. Never a bass player. What would happen if you went out on stage for a concert, and you didn't set off the fireworks, and you didn't break up the guitar, and you didn't have the smoke and the fire and the blood and all that, and you just came out and did your thing? What would, what would they it come would to the still be a, It would still be a rip-roaring rock and roll show, because what we do... When we go out there, is we don't stand still when we play our instruments. We run around and pretty much raise hell. Can we say that on TV? Yes, you can. Well, well we raise hell. TV. I have medals from, you know, early Past days of high school. Medals. Track, yeah. you know, track. And I'm sure we're very, we're oh, four course, very yeah. athletic young gentlemen. No, I think, <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, this is our thing. You know, going out like this. So if we didn't go out like this, a lot of people would be really disappointed because Kiss is known for the big show. So why shouldn't we go out and do what people expect? How does what you do now in concert, what we saw on the videotape, and I'm assuming that that's reasonably recent, mm -hmm. how does it differ from when Kiss first went out on stage? Did you come out with this tremendous energy right from, from day number the one? The energy was there. The equipment wasn't. We used to go out and we wanted everybody to think we were famous and that we were very big. So we used to have amplifiers that were empty because we couldn't afford speakers. That's but we, I remember that. We'd pile them against the walls and we'd tell the lighting man, don't put a light on them because you could see these see circles. Right them, right? You could see where the speakers were. The energy was always there. When we used to play little clubs, we started out playing on Amityville, Long Island. <laughs> and uh, we always said, this is the garden. You know, every night we play. Peter said this was the garden. I was credit for that. In fact, we re I remember opening up for lots of bands that had uh, half the equipment. Oh, I see there's a live human being over there. Half the equipment. It's <laughs> <laughs> right here in front of us. Wait a second, wait a second. Have you recorded your laugh? No, we want to, though. You must you record. Know, these guys have been talking about recording my laugh. We've done 15 albums. They've never done it. Maybe on the 16th album they will do it. I think you recorded it on your solo album. You did. did Absolutely you not. Why no, he didn't. Yeah. Ace has been saving it for, for a kiss. That wasn't my real laugh. That was just a, a compilation of... You know. All right. Upcoming and future <laughs> kiss right. albums. Ace Fraley's yeah, laugh. Right. Is you were uh, saying something. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, all right. Fine. No, I know what it was. We, uh, we, when we first started out, we had so much equipment that the other bands... Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> we on. had no equipment. We were broke. Oh, you remember the Marshall Amps? Oh, the phony Marshall Amps were That's incredible. Right. Phony Marshall Amps. And we used to open up for these bands that had nothing. All they had were guitars and drums, and we had the six-foot logo, and this was way back in 74. And uh, <laughs> people just used to get very, very angry at the fact that we could come out, put on a... We had a levitating drum set. Wait, we were wait, still doing it would go up six feet, but there was like guys with ropes. Pulling <laughs> <laughs> over, pulling me up. You know? We didn't get the guys for that night. The drums were going up. When we first started out, we used to play clubs, and the drums would go up, and Peter would be like this, and the ceiling would be getting lower and lower. And I used to tell that the guys, true. "Don't lift me anymore." It's still keep going at it. No, but actually, sometimes it was it worked on a chain drive, the first uh, levitating drum set that we had, and sometimes it would skip. Gotcha. Listen, if you ever have a 10-speed uh, bicycle? Surely. It would go up like that. And then you drop, <laughs> drop and go back. And my heart would drop with it. And we, you know, we all felt for Peter. Yeah. Well, we played along with it, though, you know. In fact, the first time... <laughs> you know, that's part of the show. You can never let on. I'm glad you guys When we first started playing, we had to get used to wearing these kind of shoes. And Ace, Ace is notorious for his bad balance. And... Uh, one, maybe the first couple of months that we were on tour, invariably, once a night, you would hear a thud on stage and you would look and Ace would be sprawled <laughs> out. out. And Wait being troopers, we would run over and play over. These guys were incredible. If I would fall on stage, these guys would run over to me and make believe like it was part of the show. They'd stand over me and we'd do like this. <laughs> You know, I'm looking dodging. up and they're looking down. We put the guitars together and bounce them People off. People would and love it. Around. There goes the lead guitar. Well, that's part of the show. When you see the audience going crazy. What goes through your minds? Do you have time to think about audience reaction while you're performing? I feel like I'm in a movie. I always yeah. get the feeling that, that, you know, without comparing ourselves to anybody else, it's almost like the mid-60s, <laughs> like we're in a Beatles kind of movie. And we're not even playing ourselves because, I mean, when you realize that a lot of the people at the show have been waiting three or four months to come see us, and this is like the big night for them. And when you, when you see all these people screaming, 
and crying and all that. Crying? Why did I spend all that money? <laughs> <laughs> May I ask you now to kindly welcome the real Peter Chris. Couldn't you impersonate like the Lone Ranger or a Tano or something like that? Yeah, sure. You've really given me a rocky time. You want you want to say something to Peter? Well, uh, through all this, uh, I can't tell you how sorry I am about it. Uh, I don't really blame you. I blame the star. Absolutely. This is a really big moment. After 10 years together, exclusively here on MTV this evening, we are going to see Kiss without their makeup for the very first time. Vinnie Vincent, lead guitarist and co-writer of many of the songs on the current Kiss album. Eric Carr, drummer, has been with the band since 1979. And Kiss is, by the way, the very first band that Eric has ever been with. Paul Stanley, rhythm guitarist and lead vocalist. Paul is a co-founder of the group. Gene Simmons, bass, also co-founder of KISS. He is the fire-breathing, blood-spitting monster of KISS. Welcome, you guys. This is amazing. Hi, No, it's so funny because uh, just seeing you for the very first time after all this time, you know, we're honored and we're really glad to have this exclusive. You know, for all of you guys, actually, this question, it would be interesting to get your response because I'm sure everyone in America wants to know, and especially anybody who's been a KISS fan, and there are many of those over all these years, very first time out, how does it feel now, without makeup, appearing for the very first time? It feels good. It feels, uh, we've always been close to our fans. In fact, in a lot of the shows, we'd walk out into the crowd to sort of get a feel of what everybody was feeling like. And uh, most often, they really wouldn't know it was us. So we've always felt closer, and I think it's time for them to sort of know us a little bit more. It feels very, very comfortable. I, I mean, I hope it seems that way. I feel fine about it. <gasps> no, I'm fine. <laughs> well, actually, it feels great. I mean, it, to me, it doesn't feel all that different because I've seen these guys more often without makeup than I have with makeup, so. Maybe before a concert, you're playing a major arena. Did you often, prior to putting on makeup, just go out into the audience and... I bought a ticket at the front door of Madison Square Garden when we came in to play four nights, walked through the front gate, through the crowd, backstage, went to the dressing room, put on makeup, and came up on stage. And while he but was I on knew stage, while he was on stage, they were all while outside. He was, <laughs> while he was doing his solo, I went in the audience and threw things at him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, but that's interesting. You must get a really a good feel for what the audience is like. When you great. Know. Yeah, it is great. But that's over now? It's the best. No, right, because not. now they know what you look like, and we're glad, and it's going to be something. The amazing thing is that they do recognize us um, without the makeup anyway really? on the street. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that red jacket throws them off. Hi, I'm Vinnie Vincent. It, it, it happens it. often enough. We get into, uh, I don't know, Madison, Wisconsin or something, and uh, people invariably come up and say, aren't you Gene Simmons? Could be the 10-foot sign that says, hi, I'm Gene Simmons. <laughs> it's, and we've made a lot of friends over the years. When was it being formed? Ten years ago. On uh, 23rd Street, in fact. Really? Uh-huh. We were just uh, four guys, of course. Four guys with makeup. <laughs> walking down the street with high heels. Actually, it was a 24-hour sort of lifestyle. We were walking around with high heels all the time. People were trying to figure out who the hell we were, and of course, we were nobody. Putting out the low spot on those high heel boys. That's right. Tell me, did you start actually in your first gig? Did you, use, right from the beginning, use always, makeup? Yeah, we always looked like that. When we were playing small clubs for about 80 people, 100 people, mm -hmm. the only thing that got us through it was thinking we were playing the garden, because otherwise... I mean, it's kind of hard to play for 80 people when there's 100 people outside that are trying to get in and kill you. We had great dedicated fans, though, right from the beginning. We had uh, girls who made our T-shirts, and, of course, we'd hand them out to our friends in the front rows. And girls they put... took off their T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be ever... that kind of a show, yeah. folks. Did you ever play without makeup at any time? Only, only back in the hotel. No, never on stage. So after all this time, now why did you decide after all this time? Because I think a lot of people thought you may have done that a few years back, and then you didn't, so you held on. Why now, 
Are you deciding to... Uh, I think it's just, think it's just time. Felt, it felt right. You know, some, mm -hmm. Let me see. If <laughs> it, felt, it felt right. I mean, we, we thought about it for a while, but it, I mean, we could give you all kinds of great answers, you know, that we went and saw Swami. We did that, too. But um, no, it just and felt like the right time to do it. And I mean, the band feels so strong, and it just felt like, do it. The album's great. There's a tour coming up. and There's really no other reason. This is our 18th record. You know, 10 years on, we feel great, and it's just time. Now, one of the things, uh, like I said earlier, is that KISS was always known. In fact, you, I would have to say, certainly, if not the, the main, I'd say, uh, people who pushed out theatrics as far as rock and roll is concerned, certainly among the, the, the very first. And your shows were always rather bombastic and incredibly visual, and the makeup lent itself to that. Now what will happen? Uh, as far as the makeup coming off, will the stage show be just as visual as it was? Nothing will the presentation changes. change? Nothing really changes because we only know one way to perform. You know, the makeup never had anything to do with the bombs or the doing splits or whatever we were doing on stage comes from us. I mean, taking the makeup off doesn't change how we feel. I mean, we're the same people. We've but always contended from the beginning that the makeup was just a sort of a stage manifestation of who we are. Somehow people, and you'll see our first video, without makeup very soon, but somehow people, as soon as they watch it, sort of realize who's who. And we've always contended that the makeup was just an extension of our personalities. We really are who we seem. And the makeup is, uh, I don't know, I'll wear this jacket one day and something else another day. It really wasn't more, more than just what we looked like on stage. Kiss is still Kiss. Same sort of energy and drive and commitment to doing everything short of killing ourselves to give people the best show in the world. One of the things I've always found a little odd, and I wondered how you felt about it, was a lot of uh, the so-called highbrow rock and roll critics have always, in a way, not really put you down, but kind of dismiss Chris, uh, Kiss as being a novelty act. However, nowadays, we're seeing so many different acts come up with makeup, and it's, I mean, it's not really fair in a way, because you guys really started that. And yet, do you that's think... That's okay, some of those guys aren't around anymore. Yeah, right, that's true. But do you think now that the makeup is off, and of course, even in a few years back, a lot of critics thought that I Want to Rock and Roll All Night was one of the great rock and roll songs. Do you think that now they'll start taking you seriously? And if so, does that mean anything to we you? Never, we never did anything to get any kind of approval from critics. I mean, if you get that, that's great. But if you look at the top ten for each critic each year, I usually don't know any of the albums that are on the top ten. It's kind of like, who's hipper than who? Who knows more obscure bands? Um, I don't know. Some people have always read into what we do and thought that, we did it for, I don't know, to cover up something that wasn't there. But we're in good company. Mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters is that at the end of the show, people see the best show they've ever seen. And that's really the only important thing. Because critics are sometimes with you. They get free passes. We don't mind them, as long as they print our picture. <laughs> it's the fans we care about. The Return of Kiss. The Return of Kiss. Don't miss the return of KISS. It's the album you've waited two years to hear. KISS Dynasty. It's the hot new, all new album from Casablanca. KISS Dynasty. Don't miss the return of KISS to the concert stage for the first time in two years. At Madison Square Garden, July 24th and 25th. Tickets on sale now. The return of KISS. The return of KISS. Don't miss the return of KISS. It's the album you've waited two years to hear. KISS Dynasty. It's the hot new, all new album from Casablanca. KISS Dynasty. Don't miss the return of KISS to the concert stage for the first time in two years at the Sports Arena, Sunday, December 16th. Tickets on sale now. I got a new rock group for you, Tony. This is their latest album, which I'm going to show the camera right here. But before we see them perform, I want you to meet one of the members of this act close up. Here from Kiss is Gene Simmons. Go right ahead. 
Hey, can we do a close shot of the shoes, please? Look at these shoes. I mean, how, let, let's turn them this way so we can see them. That is something. Incidentally, else. he's up for adoption. <laughs> I refuse, Tony. Gene, what, what are you? I'm really just a member of KISS. You know? Who dreamed this up, this, this get-up? We all did. How many members? In the there group? are four members. You know, your audience really looks appetizing. Oh, really? Are you a bat? Yes. <laughs> Actually, what I am is evil incarnate. And some of those cheeks and necks look really good. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Why the costume? Why the costume? For... <laughs> I can tell he's your type, Tony. I can just tell. <laughs> I really like her bad formation. Open up, Tony. Is your mother watching today? I hope. <laughs> Yes, Would it be funny if under this he was just a nice Jewish boy? <laughs> you should only know. <laughs> Where you I do. You can't hide the hook. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You had a contest recently, which I read about. A kiss contest. Am I yeah, right? yeah. Oh, Would you Thank like you. to meet the winning couple, ladies and gentlemen? No. We have the winning couple from the first kissing marathon. They went lip to lip for four days, 32 hours and three, 32 minutes and three seconds. Am I right? Here is Vinny, is it Torg? And Louise Heath. Welcome. Thank you. No kiss. He's my people. <laughs> Oh, that's... Okay. How are we going to sit now? That's all right. Just put them right there. That's all right. Sit down, everybody. Okay. Now, you heard about this how? Uh, on the radio. On WSHE in uh, Miami. And did you have to talk uh, Louise into this, Vince, or did it just... Uh, no. We thought that we were the greatest kissers in the world. We just wanted to prove to everybody else. <laughs> did you have any idea? Did you, did you think you could... Go that long in a costume, in an outfit? We didn't long. expect it to be that long at all. Goodness. And the rules, tell us the rules, Louise. What were they? Oh, you just had to keep kissing. Uh, your lips had to be in contact at all times. And that was the only rule. You could be in any position. Out of every hour. Right. Any special training for the contest? No. We practice a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Louise and Vince are going to go on for the world championship that's going to be held May 25th in Chicago. And we're, we'd like to get Howard Cosell to do the blow-by-blow -blow descriptions. <laughs> so keep is, watching. Folks. Is, is he your man, Howard Cosell? We'd love to get him. What was the prize? Uh, the prize? The prize was a trip to Toronto to see Kiss in concert. But unfortunately, the concert that, canceled yeah. out. Unfortunately, that's been canceled, but there's a, there's a bigger prize. What's happening is uh, the winning couple, the world champs, will fly out to California, and from there, they're going on an eight-day cruise to Acapulco to recover. So, uh, it should be something. What did you think about this whole, this whole thing, Louise? Are you pleased that you participated? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Is this your man here? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm very much in love. Are you? How, long have you? how long have you two known each other? Uh, about six months. Oh, that's great. That's marvelous. Now, the thing in, in, in Toronto that we talked about was called off, am I right? And, but you never saw the group perform. No, we haven't no. seen them. Okay, we're going to give you a chance to see the group perform right after these messages. We'll be right back. That's only a sample. Would you like to hear another number? That is, I want to tell you, here in the studio, and you folks out there, this group, you can hear across country without the benefit of our microphones. So here they are, playing Firehouse. Here is Kiss.
stories, Phil, where I've been. I don't know. I've kept a real quiet life until now. And while this tripe came out, uh, I was at my mother's funeral, who just passed away a month ago. And tell them about that. People coming up to you, so, you know, here you are, you, you're so uh, depressed, you can't speak. And what, the, what are people saying? Well, my dad took it the hardest because there was uh, relatives I haven't seen in years. So, uh, and when the phone would just constantly ring, 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 and, and you know, him expecting to hear, sorry about my mom going, it was like, wow, how can you, you know, is, is Peter really living in the streets? And number one, my family, I come from an Irish Italian family, would never let that happen. Number two, my wife's family would never let that happen. Number three, my friends would never let that happen. And uh, unless I got amnesia and wound up in uh, Iraq or something. But. <laughs> It is perhaps an unwritten law of rock and roll that its performers and followers must be outrageous. Even so, that realm of music contains critics who would describe Kiss as a demonic, nightmarish collection of reptilian creatures whose music is as disguised as they are. They do not reveal themselves to fans without makeup and costumes, which are main attractions on stage. Complete with the lizard-like tongue, bass player Gene Simmons looks at Detroit fans who had seized the downstage regions of the newly created den of iniquity within Kobo Arena. thundering sound of Kiss is the encore in which drummer Peter Chris sings what has become an often played single, Beth.
despite your reaction, the army of fans make a strong case for the idea that Kiss, like beauty, is in the eyes and ears of the beholder. Ron Sanders, TV2 News. It is time for Super Max Kinkle with what you've all been waiting for, his exclusive special report on Detroit's entertainment scene. And tonight, apparently, you've done what no one else has ever been able to do, get an interview with Kiss without the makeup. Well, not quite, but I think it's the next best thing because nobody has ever done this before. And uh, they were really surprised when I came up with the... Uh, well, you'll see how it goes. Okay. Big group, though. Yeah. Big group. Especially in this town. Detroit has been known for decades as a motor city, putting the nation on wheels. In 1960, a man had a dream, a musical dream. With the help of Jeannie Bradford, they wrote a song. With the help of a young singer named Barrett Strong, they produced it in their Candy Store recording studio. And indeed, they made a lot of money. That song led to the now Barry Gordy Jr. empire, known as Motown. But the Motown sound and era has come and gone. Detroit now is still ahead of its contemporaries, known as the mecca for rock stars and concert attractions generally. A new breed of rock and roll returns tonight to Cobo Hall for three incredibly sold-out concerts. That new breed of rock and roll is called Kiss. like Detroit's own Bob Seger, is from start to finish high-energy rock and roll. Unlike Seger, Kiss employs the extreme in the theatrics on stage, utilizing fire and smoke and bizarre costumes and the ever-consistent, constant concealment of their true identities through the use of makeup that takes two hours to prepare for a show. But who is Kiss? We know the group is comprised of Gene Simmons, Ace Frehley, Peter Chris, and Paul Stanley. But who are they personally? Why the makeup? And the question everybody wants to know the answer to. How did you get the name Kiss? Well, we were looking for a name that would be really accessible, a kind of name that would almost sound familiar to people. And we wanted a name that wouldn't limit us to just the United States. No matter where you go in the world, people are familiar with the word Kiss. And it's got a lot of different connotations. It's a the first step in foreplay. It's also like the kiss of death. It's got a it's kind of multifaceted. It can be heavy. It can be very sweet. How far is Kiss going? Kiss is probably going to go as far as people are going to let us go. It's a really hard question to answer. We're going to do as much as we can do and as much as people are going to let us do. And the only reason we're up there on stage in the first place is that we're trying to entertain people. And without people, we're, we're nobody. The Japan tour that's coming up. 120,000. You told me these guys were cutouts. Now I believe it. 120,000 fans will probably be waiting for you and undoubtedly will see you when you're in Japan. I'm, I'm How do you react not, to that? Not only myself, but the whole group is really excited about going to Japan. From what I understand, it's going to be like the Beatles coming to America. They expect between five and 10,000 kids at the airport. Peter Chris, drummer and also singer on one just beautiful song, in my opinion. It is so unorthodox of the trend that the group set, Kiss set, high energy rock and roll. And you come out with a song, Beth, which is just the most beautiful love ballad I've heard in a long time. How do you feel as a composer? I don't feel I'm a composer, that's a big word. I feel like I'm a writer trying to be a better writer. That sounds nice, writer. Composer is gigantic. I mean, I look like Burt Backright, that's composed. I don't put myself in that category. One step further. Are there other songs like Beth locked away in your head? I got a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, and I do mean that sincerely, you are unassuming, <coughs> unpretentious, and very, very nice people. And uh, I hope in one small way I have conveyed to the public 
the members and the men of KISS that I have gotten to meet. And if you cut me up one more time, I'm going to walk out the window. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> oh, no. Regarding Peter's song, Beth, I found out when having dinner with the guys later in the evening, Beth still remains in the imagination. Kiss in the music industry is said to be sharing the popularity the Beatles enjoyed in 1964 on their first U.S. tour. Will they continue to grow and mature the likes we have seen with the Beatles? Time will tell. I know this. Three sold-out concerts in Detroit. Approximately 34,000 fans. Don't come easy. That's Kiss tonight at Kobo. Sharing the bill with them will be Uriah Heep. these four young New Yorkers decided that just playing music wouldn't make them millionaires, but that maybe adding white makeup, black tight-fitting costumes, some sequins and seven-inch heels, some subtle touches like spitting blood and burning guitars, would. Three gold and five platinum albums later, it looks like they've hit on something. It, it really goes back to the old, you know, basis that we started the group, and that's that um, we care. We go out. We, uh, you won't find me in Tahiti getting a suntan. You know, um, I owe my fans. They made me what I am. So to be able to go into a store and sign autographs or go to a, a radio station and shake hands with a disc jockey is important. I should never think that I'm above that. You know, too many people believe all their own hype. Six KX suitcase with Paula Stanley. Hey, uh, you didn't do any more solo albums? I don't know. First, we got to do a Kiss album because everybody keeps wondering if we're breaking up. So we're going to show everybody, and we're going to do a new album. All right. All right. Bye, bye, Robert. I know too much about Gene. I know things that I can't even tell you. You know how he spits on. Yeah. Well, how, how do I do that? I can't tell you, but I got to tell you, don't ever try that. That's not for anybody to try. That's for you to enjoy when I... you do it. scare you that, that people will claw their way through through uh, their friends to get to you it can be it can be pretty frightening um in japan once or twice i i really thought i'd had it i thought this was the only way to die on top hard life it's not always this glamorous but i enjoy it Can you honestly say you enjoy meeting disc jockey after disc jockey, screaming teenager after screaming teenager? Every screaming teenager is different. I enjoy it a lot, sure. I mean, to that particular teenager, if it's if she's female, she's the only one that really matters. as much to see the costume and makeup as to meet Paul Stanley himself, which is why the members of KISS are never seen in public without costumes and makeup. Well, almost never. People magazine got this shot of Paul and actually got the camera and film away from Paul's bodyguard intact. I've heard that you and the other members of the group have this obsession about not wanting your pictures taken when you're not wearing makeup. We own a very large collection of cameras and film. Really? What, if somebody gets a picture, you take the camera away? Well, we'll take the film and we'll pay them for it. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not in the camera business, so we... <laughs> yeah. But it's really that important? Yeah, I think so. I think we, we care that much. It's, it's not an obsession as much as um, we care. 
So what is it like for you walking down the street with no makeup? I really don't look that different. You know, I'm, I'm not quite this pale. Oh, I love you. Why is it that you are very determined not to be photographed without the makeup? Is that part of the mystique? Yeah, mystique. Mystique played a big part in um, Hollywood during the 40s and 30s. Stars were bigger than life. I think we lost a lot of that in rock music around 1969, 1970. In the early 60s, mid-60s, you had all the English bands. And when you looked at them, nobody in the Stones looked like they belonged in the Beatles. You always knew by looking at the band that they were part of the unit. So um, we just decided to go back to that. During the late 60s, you had everybody taking a lot of drugs and going to see groups, and you had light shows. And basically, the reason for the light show was because the band was so boring. So what we figured is as long as you're paying, you might as well see something. Shut It's what a young New Yorker named Stanley Eisen started out to become nine years ago. And now that he's made it, he says he couldn't be happier. If you wanted to be president all your life and you became president, you wouldn't have much to complain about. I don't think you'd have much right to complain, and I always wanted to be what I am. Beethoven's fifth. <laughs> Beethoven's fifth. <laughs> Warren! Toronto! You feel good? All right, then, listen. You know, we may be under clear blue skies, but you know, it's getting a little cool out tonight, but that ain't gonna stop us, because if we try hard enough, we're gonna get this place. I said we're gonna get this place. How did it help?
Includes our broadcasting day. Till next time. Watch JSTV as it watches you.